0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Caterpillar Beyond the Iron podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Dunn. Glad you could join us for this conversation. Every October, we celebrate manufacturing and the Caterpillar people who get it done, producing the quality products through quality work in our production facilities around the world. We think it's important to talk about the work our production employees and the folks around them do day in and day out. Many of us Uh, have never been into a manufacturing facility or in a warehouse or a factory and today i'm so pleased to tell you we've got two people who can give us that better understanding give us a greater appreciation for the production work that takes place and what the modern day manufacturing environment is like how they get the job done the commitment to the work the innovation So our guests today are Sandra Holden, Facility Manager of Caterpillar's Clayton, North Carolina Production Operations that are part of the Building Construction Products Division, and Brad Bowden joining us from Seguin, Texas, where he is facility manager under the Industrial Power Systems Division. A warm welcome to both of you. Thanks for helping us celebrate Manufacturing Month and showcasing what your teams do every day. I thought I'd start with the basics, and Sandra, I might ask you first, and then Brad can follow. Tell us a little bit about the production facility uh, at Clayton, the type of manufacturing that takes place there, uh, how long you've been the manager, and that sort of thing. And again, welcome.
1: Thanks, Rusty. I appreciate it. Um, I'd love to tell you about Clayton. Um, We've been in Johnston County, North Carolina for 30 years. Uh, We are celebrating that 30th anniversary this month, as a matter of fact. My team there built the best small wheel loader in the world. We also um, have a product distribution center there, where we import all of the backhoe loaders and compact wheel loaders for North America. Um, I have been back at the Clayton uh, manufacturing plant for the last year as the facility manager, but I started there 28 years ago yesterday, as a matter of fact.
0: Well, congratulations. I know you've got a lot of experience down there and so does Brad. Brad has, I think, 10 years, if that's right, in in Seguin, the facility manager um, in, in Texas. Tell us about uh, where you work, Brad.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Hey, yes, um, a little bit, uh... Well, about me, I've I've actually been uh, the facility manager only since April, Um, but I've actually been down here with the launch of this facility, which is only uh, 10 years old now. Uh, Quite young compared to to where Sandra's at. Um, Just a little bit about uh, Seguin. Uh, We're actually uh, just outside of San Antonio. So most folks are uh, more familiar probably where where San Antonio is located, but we're just right outside of San Antonio between San Antonio and Houston uh and about an hour drive from austin texas so kind of really right in the middle of uh middle of texas south texas here um we build uh here we actually build uh one of the best diesel engines we build down here uh between the seven liter and 18 liter size uh they're an i6 so basically an inline six cylinder diesel engine we got about uh, 1.8 million under square feet here uh under roof uh between and the facilities and uh have about 1,700 employees. Uh, it's quite the operation. Uh, pretty excited. Um, it's uh, it's kind of neat how we build engines here.
0: That's why I love this time of year and, and using the month of October to give us a chance to showcase what you do and the opportunity to talk to other people who may not know a lot about uh, a career that could be available to them in manufacturing and what that means. But Brad, I might ask you first, and then Sandra, of course, you jump in, but sort of describe the environment of a, uh, if I say typical, everyone's different, but a manufacturing facility at Caterpillar. It may not be the environment that um, people may have pictured in their minds, but what's it like day in the life at at your production facility? Um, Brad, I'll let you go.
2: Uh, It's quite, it's kind of amazing. The, the, I'll, I'll talk, Seguin might have a little bit, our facility here might be a little bit different than what you imagine at a, um, at a typical manufacturing facility. Uh, you actually walk in this building, it is quite, uh, we have LED lights, it's bright, and you walk in and uh, you're expecting you need to have earplugs, because uh, you're expecting it to be really loud and noisy and a lot of things you hear, you're waiting for that air guns to be running. Um, and actually, it's very, it's, it, it's quiet. We designed the facility so uh, you can walk in, and it's it's very peaceful. Uh, at times, I kind of try to pinch myself and say, "Hey, you know, are, is anybody working? Is, is anybody in here?" But uh, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, it's quite it's quite crazy. We use a we use a lot of uh, we use a lot of technology that actually enabled us to make this a work environment where you don't have to use earplugs, and uh, it makes it uh, and makes it easier on the body and makes it easier on a person that's actually in here working. So you don't get tired just because you have a lot of noise. Uh, really quite, uh, really quite amazing what we got going on. Um, and as when, when you walk in the facility, there's technology on there's technology on one part. And in the other part, you see us uh, actually picking up bolts, picking up parts and actually, uh, you know, hand tighten them using your hands and picking up a wrench and actually tighten it down. So uh it, it, it we'll do, we have all ends of that spectrum. We have uh, automation where we have robots doing the work, and then we also have uh, folks just actually just sitting there installing, uh, installing parts, same time with the robots.
0: Brad, that's a great description, and now I'm picturing you walking, uh, walking down the aisle, asking, "Is anyone working today?" And a lot of people are raising their hands. And say, We're right here. <laughs> but I love that description. It, Sandra and I have had the pleasure of getting down to some of the Clayton facilities. Um, but the lighting, the brightness, it's it's not extremely loud. There's a lot of signage, and you know, safety is paramount. But I imagine Brad's description uh, dovetails a little bit with what it's like in Clayton.
1: Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. We usually think, when we think of manufacturing, think of a dirty, hot, loud environment. Uh, Clayton is not at all that way. Uh, Safety is our number one priority and we focus on lean. So making sure that our processes are sound and that we're working on improving them every day. Uh, We do have a climate controlled facility uh, and again focused on keeping things quiet and running as smoothly as possible. to make sure that our, our facility continues in its uh, strong culture and strong sustainability.
0: How important is it, and I'll throw it out to either one of you to, to start, but how important is it to get to know your employees? And I've, I've seen it in action and, and I know that um, our managers and our team takes great pride in, in getting to know people uh, you know, in and outside of, of the workplace. But talk about that aspect of it, because that really does add to uh, the overall culture of a facility and the overall approach to the job. But Brad or Sandra, I'll let you begin when, he, when you talk about the relationships you have with your uh, employees.
1: I'm going to jump in first on that one, because i really out of the Clayton culture we um, are a big family in Clayton uh, again a long-running facility uh, I have plenty of people celebrating 30 years here uh, we celebrated our first one last week but um, the fa- the group the family has worked together for years and they really look out for each other um, one of the difficulties I wonder if Brad will say the same thing but over the last year year and a half it's so difficult with the masks so I came back to the facility and everybody's wearing a mask, and they're maybe a few years older than the last time I was in Clayton. Uh, so it was really difficult to form that relationship again. But um, luckily, again, they welcomed me in, and uh, that strong culture and that knowing each other and uh, caring about the community that we're in uh, really makes a great culture.
2: It is funny yeah, on yeah. the mask on the mask items. Uh, sorry to pop in there, but it is funny on the masks. I'll have somebody come up, say hi to me, and I'm looking at them. All I can see is their (laughs) eyes, and because we all wear bump caps here, uh, we all wear (laughs) ball caps, and all I can see is their eyes. I'm like, I recognize those eyes, but I really don't know who that is. And just said (laughs) hi to me. (laughs) It does does make that relationship a little more difficult. However, uh, you have to, you have to work, you have to power through that, and it is, uh, it, it is something that we concentrate on here. Team member number one. That's. That's our that's our mantra. That is what we look for here: is to make sure we support uh, our team. That's actually our essential worker. That's actually assembling uh, the product that we all, we all count on.
0: Yeah, I know that I've called them the original essential workers. Given when the pandemic conditions kicked in, now you know eighteen, nineteen months ago, what was um, asked of of our our production employees? and the appreciation shown. And that's what I I think makes this month so special um, in showing our appreciation for our production employees, our our distribution facility workers, and other support staff. But maybe touch on that and what it's been like for you as a leader, as a facility manager, working on the front lines with our uh, production employees this past 18 months. Brad, how about you start?
2: Well, it's been quite amazing. I I think... uh... (laughs) A lot of ups and downs. It's been uh, it, we can ride ride the waves that uh, the pandemic has ridden. You see it in the in the families, and so you see it in the in uh, in public. You see in our, our folks that can make it to work or not make it to work. Um, when it first started, uh, it was we actually had to shut down for two weeks because not because uh, we couldn't build the engines, uh, primarily because we didn't have the parts coming in the door from some of our suppliers uh that was uh it was difficult at that time but however we were able to rebound real quickly and uh it's just I, i'm going to say right now it's kind of became uh, a part of our way of life um if you if you're familiar with the news a little bit we did kind of have a a little bit of um a record snowfall in February. It's not normal. I moved to Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's not normal to have snow down here.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable yeah. some of the headlines that were coming out of Texas, for sure. Yeah, and uh,
2: when, when that when that occurred, I mean, we had that on top of COVID, uh, and it just really bouncing out of, out of the back end of that was uh, quite amazing, seeing the people uh, get into work. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, demand for our product has increased. Uh, ever since then and we've been struggling just to keep up with uh, people demand for our product so it's, it's proud of the team and it's it's just one of those it's one of those things that uh, it's, it, it would it makes life interesting for a facility manager uh, to kind of come in here every day uh, you got a new challenge in front of you and uh, trying to make it work so
0: Sandra how's how's it work for you? What's had to happen over the last 18 months or so?
1: We have uh, had to tap into our creativity in more than one way, Um, so same situation, we've got an incredible demand for our product, um, but we have had to struggle with absences, with you know, issues with whether transportation or weather. Um, just exactly like Brad talked about, um, coming from all over the country, we've had those issues. Um, but the team has really risen to the occasion. We figured out a way to bring our training classes in to make sure that we were, uh, accommodating all the, the the restrictions that we needed to, to make sure that everyone was safe. Um, we have an apprenticeship program I want to brag on for just a moment. Uh, we've been running this pre-apprentice program for about eight years years and the apprentice program for not quite as long, but close, Um, really bringing in the next phase of our employees, so high school students through uh, college age, and we're really introducing manufacturing to them, Um, but we've had to do that in a different way. Previously, we did um, sessions that parents came into the facility and were able to see what it was all about. So they were able to see a quiet facility. They were able to see uh, the safety that that they're entrusting their children to. Uh, So we have had to convert all of that to virtual sessions. So we just finished our second virtual session last week and had uh, over 40 participants. Um, So that was, that's really great. Again, uh, we increased our creativity and hopefully engaged um, the community as well. We um, will be starting uh, 10 more apprentices uh, in the fall. So uh, we, 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 we have developed a great pipeline and uh, hope to keep that uh, partnership up to really bring in that next generation of manufacturing professionals.
0: That was a, that's a great lead in, Sandra, uh, that I was going to touch on next. Brad, I assume in Texas you're doing some similar things down there in terms of recruiting that next generation talent in.
2: Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's it's quite a it's quite it's quite a challenge yet exciting and uh, what we're doing as well. So, uh, kind of similar to what uh, what, what Sandra kind of talked about is we have a program that we're working on with uh, a Manufacturing Institute. It's called uh, Texas Fame, and uh, what we actually do is it's a Federation Advanced uh, Manufacturing Education. Uh, we're there. We're using leveraging the Cat Foundation to uh, help us get uh, some new talent uh, with local education facilities around uh, the San, I'll call it the San Antonio area, and uh, find us some, actually help develop good talent and bring them actually into our, into our facility. Now that's more on the advanced side. Uh, we also have uh, just folks, I mean, I kinda, I kind of in our opportunities for the folks that we actually just bring in the facility who want to just assemble engines sky's the limit for them uh, we have a very uh i'll call it advanced uh, training program and on top of that we have a uh, a tiered weight structure that allows uh, folks to actually advance through the facility uh up to and i mean when i say sky's the limit uh, you can become a, uh, easily become a section manager, work in the manufacturing engineering group, become in the management management uh, group. Uh, very, a uh, lot of opportunities uh, for the facility. So uh, really excited at how we can uh, go out and recruit and actually develop the talent around, uh, around this area.
0: And it might surprise people how manufacturing offers such diverse career opportunities as well. Let me ask both of you, what you might tell a person who is considering a career in, in, in manufacturing, I mean, it is a very, can be a very rewarding career, fulfilling career, and they may have a certain picture in their mind um, of what that uh, manufacturing or production uh, career could be like, but sort of that elevator speech question, let's say you're trapped in a car, you're in a car with them for 30 minutes, what would you tell them about um, the idea of pursuing a career in, in manufacturing?
2: Now, that's a long uh, – Rusty, that's a long elevator ride, a 30-minute
0: ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll put you in a car or in the cab of one of our machines, and you're out on the, on the job site working with them for 30 minutes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 Good I'll, point, though.
2: I'll sit in one of Sandra's machines. All right. Hey, so, yeah, I mean – it is. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of said it there. Anyway, it, this, this guy is the limit for anybody that wants to come in and uh, you know get their hands, uh, get their hands on the iron. It is like uh, Sandra touched on as well. Is you, you come into the facility, uh, it's not, it's not dirty. It's not, uh, it's not uh, what you kind of envision. You see on TV so much. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to come in and have an awesome career with Caterpillar. We, we do like. Uh, folks to come in and have a, a, what I call a long tenured career with Caterpillar, and you could easily uh, work your way uh, all the way to the top at the facility. And uh, so, that's when I, if I were to give somebody a speech, it's you can make this uh, career in manufacturing anything you want it to be. And uh, especially if you like working with your hands. If you like working with your hands, this is a great thing to go do. Manufacturing is awesome, and it's the lifeblood of Caterpillar, and it's the lifeblood, I think, of this, uh, this country.
0: So Sandra, to be clear, you're stuck in an elevator for 30 minutes. What would you tell someone about a career in manufacturing?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I usually start out by talking about my own career for the last 28 years and the incredible opportunity that I've had, Um, not just on the manufacturing side, but uh, and in learning so much about our our machines and our equipment. Um, But I've had the incredible opportunity to work in a lot of different areas of our business. So I mentioned that I started in Clayton where we built the small wheel loader, but I've also worked uh, in Sanford where we build this skid steer loader and uh, compact uh, track loaders. Uh, but I've also had the opportunity to work in HR. And who would have ever thought that I'm by, by school, by a degree, I'm a civil engineer. So um, that just proves that Caterpillar, if, well, if you're interested in something and wanna learn about something, they'll give you the opportunity to do so. So I worked in HR for a few years, um, but then I was had the great opportunity to go to Joliet uh, to learn about our components business and to learn about uh, manufacturing hydraulics, not just for current product, but for, um, Um, our our legacy machines as well so that was incredible um i also had uh, the opportunity to come back to north carolina and work in Logistics, um, And then my previous assignment pri- prior to coming back to Clayton, uh, I worked with our dealers on a new ordering system to make it quicker and easier to order all of our um, machines, uh, primarily focusing on construction industries. But um, where else could you work to, to learn so many cool things and to do so many cool things? So it, it is um, a great Place to come and learn more about manufacturing and applying those technical and mechanical skills to build a better world.
2: Caterpillar is a great company, and uh, Sandra is a Sandra and I both are good examples of diversity of what you can do in a Caterpillar career. I'm originally from Central Illinois, worked in Central Illinois for Caterpillar, came down to Texas. Uh, Sandra uh, from the Carolinas and actually went to back went to Illinois. Caterpillars, and then back to the Carolinas. So Caterpillar is a uh, worldwide company. I mean, when we say sky's the limit, it's the it's the opportunities that you get um, with a network of folks. Uh, people are people move around. Uh, if you're okay with moving around a little bit and want to move to a different uh, different state, uh, Caterpillar is probably there and has an opportunity for somebody. So that's a uh, in a different function or uh, or a different totally different area. So it's uh, it's it's kind of neat like that. Hundred thousand employees. Well, I mean that's a lot of opportunities.
0: Absolutely. And I think as we wrap up, one final thing to to both of you and um, I, and I don't know if if it's a, you'd call it a surprise, but if there's been anything that. Um, you've really been shown in this last especially 18, 19 months under challenging conditions, um, anything that surprised you as a facility manager, something that was unexpected and perhaps and I've heard others say you know it's just people rising to the occasion, being resilient, staying positive, um, adapting. But anything stand out for you uh, as a sort of su- a surprise, pleasant surprise and observation in your in your roles, Brad, I'll let you start.
2: Well, um, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go negative and then positive on top of it um, because it really is a negative that that's you can turn into a positive. We have with seventeen hundred uh, plus uh, team members, uh, the pandemic has touched us, and uh, when I say touched us, uh, we have lost some team members, and uh, with with that. Uh, What you do see is you do see the family aspect of the team here at work. Uh, You have have family outside of work, and you have the family here at work as well. So we do have that family atmosphere, and what you end up with is you see people rise to the occasion uh, when negative things like that happen. Uh, It has touched us, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, you see people support each other. And that's, when I say it surprised me, is uh, that touches
0: me, and that gets me that keeps me motivated. Keep very, the very, yeah, very well said. Sandra, how about you?
1: Um, I think I'll start with a negative and go to the positive. Uh, so it, the biggest surprise has been uh, just the number of folks that have applied for jobs and then not shown up at the last minute <laughs> or show up for a day or two and then ghost us. Uh, so that has been my biggest disappointment in the last year that has not been typical uh, in my previous experiences. So that has created, again, an opportunity for my team to step up and make sure that the folks that do come in are getting the best Caterpillar experience they can and bringing them into the team and into the family. Uh, And hopefully they'll have a a long career, but it's, it's, it has been a struggle.
0: Yeah, very well said. And and thank you for those examples and, and being candid. It's a, it's a great insight into, into your roles and, and the facility there. Well, Sandra Holden and Brad Bowden, thanks for spending a few minutes going beyond the iron with us. I know it's hard to, uh, in your roles, to take any time off, and, and especially out of the workday, but we appreciate you giving us this glimpse into your roles and into the production world and certainly the people who make it possible for Caterpillar. So Brad and Sandra, uh, stay safe, take care, and best of luck here uh, as we go on with the remainder of the year here.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: And all of you, thanks for listening. Stay safe. We'll talk soon.